Hello, welcome to Red Nails with Portia. This is Portia, me. <laughs> I'm doing this on the outside of my house, on my deck. Maybe I feel like being in nature makes me want to get emotional. I feel like this is an emotional episode. And usually with this podcast, I want to like show all my emotions, show what I'm going through. This podcast is titled Best Friend Breakup. Yes, I have a new best friend. She's better than the old one. But, you know, you can tell by my voice cracks, I'm being an emotional bitch. <laughs> first, I want to clarify that I am no saint. Please don't send hate to when we first met. I was actually looking for Namitha, actually, to hang out. And I knocked on their door, and Layla came out. I was like, hey, wanna walk around the row and scream at random grapples that we're new friends? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I went around the street saying, hey, can it be a pledge? Can it be a pledge? Can it be a pledge? And joking around and just like having fun. Like, can I be a pledge? Um, <laughs> down the street. And like, of course, like she's very like, uh, you know, scared and I'm like very not. I'm very extroverted when it comes to those things. And it was just funny, you know, like when we first hanging out. I was like, dude, I really vibe with this girl. So I often went to her room like almost every day just to like chat and like talk to her. Cause like I did like hanging out with her. But then at some point, I think we just kept sitting and talking about the same thing over and over again. And it was boys, and honest to God, I just felt like that's such a low vibrational thing to talk about, you know? There's more things to talk about on this planet rather than the person you're seeing, the person you think you're seeing, any of the above. Again, I am no saint. I did participate in this talk. I remember she once said that she chose to cling on to me because she thinks I'll be famous one day, which is a great compliment, but I don't know. I think you should cling on to someone more than that. But she was also like, I'll always be there for you. I love you, I love you, I love you. Those were all lies. The first step of everything, once I said, let's talk about something else other than boys, and basically she went silent for about five minutes and we couldn't come up with anything else to talk about. So I guess that was like my first red flag because I just felt like it was utterly boring to talk about, you know, just talk about that. I want other things to talk about. I want to be interesting as a human being, get hobbies and whatsoever. So first of all, we, I introduced her to this guy named Ethan. Uh, when it happened, I basically was catching feelings and I was kind of shoving it down because I really just wanted to keep him as a friend and keep him as a friend for life. Obviously, Ethan and I don't talk anymore. We're not really friends anymore. <laughs> so it just didn't work out. Hint, hint, trying to suppress your feelings does not help anyone. But I guess, you know, I did feel connection to him, but not like a crazy strong connection where I wanted to date him. If you understand what I'm saying, I suppressed my feelings and I shouldn't have done that. Even my friend Jared was like, it's so obvious you guys like each other. And we're like, no, we don't, we don't. We, don't, we both like suppressed it so bad. It was so embarrassing. I remember like walking in during deliveries and seeing him and my heart just like dropped. It's just like immensely dropped. And I was like, oh, frick, fudge, fudge. 
you know, I was just like, ah, you know, I remembered it dropping and like, I'm like, ah, you know, just freaking out and like I ran off. <laughs> usually, I guess like when my heart drops, I usually just run off because I need time to like sit. And like, you know, I did suppress my feelings. So I sent him off to Layla because Layla was like, oh, he looks cute. So I was like, okay, problem solved, which is like the worst way to solve anything. So they've been, they were dating on and off for about like six months. You know, they would break up, get back together. But I would tell Ethan <laughs> to get back with her, which is like the stupidest thing ever. And also this one horrible thing happened where like once they broke, like after they broke up, I did tell him that like I loved him over text in, in privately, which I shouldn't have done. But then I said we can never be together, you know, maybe three years down the line. But I'm not that type of person to get with my friends, uh, my best friends, you know, ex whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like I'm just not that type of person to do that because like I do care for my best friend and I want to make sure, like you know, like yeah, I did I did tell him I love him. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, horrible human being. But I did tell him that, like, I can't ever be with him. You know, one night I took him as a friend to my snow club invite, and I got, I wasn't aware of my surroundings. And apparently he said I kissed him, and I don't remember. I told her that because I wanted it to be upfront and honest, and she actually accepted it in the right way possible. She was like, well, you weren't, you know, A, it wasn't consent. You know, I... I didn't consent to it. I wasn't aware. I'm still not aware. I still do not remember. So that can count as, you know, something else. And like, I don't want to accuse him of that. But I was not awake for that. I was not conscious during that point. And I wish I was conscious. So that's why I don't really get to that point. Because that's really embarrassing. And I want to remember everything I do. Because that was scary to not remember that. And that, you know, and I, I felt so bad when that, he told me that happened, but like I don't remember it happening, which is like even worse, where I don't remember it, but he remembers it. So that sucked. But then, you know, like during the summer, we would talk every day, but she would talk about, we would talk about the same thing. But, you know, we got really close over that summer. So. I went off, you know, uh, back, and when the school year started, when I first saw her, like, I hugged her, started crying, like, bawling my eyes out, and my mom told me while she was hugging me, she rolled her eyes. My mom caught it on video, too, so, of course, like, I know my mom's not lying. My mom would not lie to me. My mom's superstitions are, like, really, really good. Because, I mean, like, my mom's been hurt so many times in her life that she doesn't really trust people. And that <clears throat> goes <clears throat> hand in hand with my life as well. Where, like, I guess I have a thing where, like, I trust people too easily. But I think that's a good thing. My mom, it's the complete opposite. <laughs> but I know it's, like, her best intentions. But, of course, like, I would try to glaze over it and try to ignore it. Even though my gut was saying that something was wrong in the relationship and something wrong was in the friendship later on i guess you know uh my birthday came around and she kind of broke my heart that day that's the day i kind of started disconnecting from her um what happened was ronnie basically stopped my birthday well like ronnie was and layla were like planning my birthday helping me plan it 
Ronnie's like, oh, we could have it at the pool. Basically because there's like one extra person we predicted or something, we can't use the pool, which was bullshit. I know the rules and we don't count the amount of people at the pool. <laughs> we just don't. We don't like stare at the security cameras and being like, there's too many people at that pool. We must shut down the party. Like, no, we only shut it down if there's like a noise complaint or like obviously something really, really bad happening. But we're not the type of people to like, if it's one person extra, we're not gonna like go after them. It was just when I was an employee at that time. You know, I remember she didn't text me. She didn't check in on me. And I was just so, so hurt. I was really hurt, you know? I guess, like, I really wanted her to just communicate with me and just, like, be like, hey, are you all right? She only did it, like, two days after. You're on your phone all the time. Just send a text. Like, it's just, like, and then I asked her, like, why didn't you do it? And she was like, oh, I just wanted you to have time to, like, sit and think with your thoughts. I'm like, yeah, but wouldn't it be nice to have, like, a text saying, like, hey, how are you? So, like, I guess that's why, like, I'm kind of just, like, tiptoeing around the idea of my birthday. You know, like, my birthday usually hasn't had the best history. I haven't had the best history of my birthday recently. I would say probably the best one since, like, the last good one was, like, 18. That was a good one. But I think, like, everything else, though, I need to fix it. I need to fix history. So we're gonna, we're gonna break the spell. We're gonna break that spell this year. She basically did that. And then I was just really, really hurt. You know, she wouldn't contact me. At some point, I think uh, I started getting depression. Uh, when second Johnny and I broke up, I got a really bad case of depression. I felt like I felt like every day it was hard for me to breathe. Like I couldn't. I was drowning in it. I would say that like I was drowning there. I couldn't breathe in my head. And at one point, I got hit by a car. If you heard my story about getting hit by a car, I guess like this is kind of the more detailed, quick version. I got hit by a car one morning and you know not a lot of people contacted me to check in if I was okay and you know I guess that was scary. I guess like I was just like free. Like I guess not a lot of people care about me to the point you know, yeah, I was like, oh man, like, you know, no one really, there were like a few people checked in, but not really enough, you know? And also my best friend at the time, Layla, didn't check in. She only checked in like, I don't know, like a day or two after or something, or like after I, like after like everyone knew kind of, you know? I don't know. Or like after I texted her, but she didn't like text until like later on, which is like, what? You know, like, did you even try like that is scary like did you even try to like make sure if i was okay you know because like i remember when nana got hit by a car the first thing she did was call me i literally ran over to go with her to the er because i know what it's like being alone you know when you're going through that your emotions are high you're scared. She doesn't have family in LA, and I'm the closest thing to her, but to that. So, of course, I went and spent time at the ER all night waiting for her because that's the type of person I am. And I'm not the type of person to leave my friend 
when they're going through some hard struggles. While I was going through depression, I met a guy named Chris and we were friends. He never did anything. It was obvious Chris had feelings for me and everyone knew it, including Layla, but I did not reciprocate those feelings. And what happened was Layla kind of got with him behind my back and didn't tell me until one day I came into a room and told her, hey, you know, like, did you get, it's Chris, and she's like, how did you know? I'm like, I'm good at guessing these things. Like, I don't need someone to tell me this or that. I'm really good at coming up with things, conclusions, because usually they're right, like, a good 90% of the time, my conclusions and my process of elimination is <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, and then I was just like, you know, you could have just had an adult conversation with me and just told me, like, I wouldn't care if you guys got together but i know that you know like she should have just talked to me and be honest and like don't hide and run because i remembered i visited her every day when she had some disease i don't even know what it was but i visited her every day for 30 days because like she was stuck in her room for 30 days and she couldn't leave her room and i was visiting her every day i got her food i checked in on her like I literally sat and talked for hours and you know what I was the only person who did that I was the only person who sit, sat in and wasn't afraid of getting whatever she had I was sitting there every day and like not caring about getting infected or whatever I was there and I wanted to make sure she wasn't missing out much and like I wanted to be there you know and I was there for her you know I'm always there for my friends I don't care about it, like, I'm always there, but I guess, you know, the idea of going behind my back was pretty fun. The fortune, I did call my fortune teller, and my fortune teller told me to watch out. Trust my gut, and, you know, first of all, I was like, oh, really? Like, I hate the idea about, like, my gut being right, but my gut's always right, and which sucks. <laughs> my gut is always right. And it sucks. But yeah, my gut was right. One day, we're eating food with Nana. Well, Nana got me out of my depression, by the way. I remember my depression stopped once I started hanging out with her, which was crazy. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, it's just I had depression and it just stopped. Yeah, I guess that happens when you meet someone like who is a whole different light. She was just di interesting, you know? She had something to talk about. And we had similar things to talk about. We were science boys. Like we talked about, like, we had, our we had the same favorite shows. We have the same spiritual beliefs. We have, we love, like, laughing at dumb stuff. Like, it's, it's great. You know what I mean? It's, I, I don't know how to describe it, but when I first met Nana, I literally started crying uh, out of joy. And Nana started crying, too. Like, the first day we met, I, like when we when we first met, I was like, oh my gosh, like who's this cool person that walked and talked to me? And then we just talked again the same day, and I just started crying in front of her. I've never done that in front of anyone, and I guess I'll always remember that. That was scary, you know, like because like I remember my fortune teller telling me, she's like, you're gonna meet your soulmate, but it's like your best friend's soulmate. And I was like, what does she mean? I don't need a best friend's soulmate. I need a man. <laughs> but no, she's. It, you know, she didn't lie about that. So I met her, and it was great. Anyways, though, it, it gave me the confidence to leave Layla because I just felt like there was no one else to cling on to at the time. For, like, you know, out of 
social norm meetings and areas like that. I guess, you know, one of our big, big fights was that we were sitting at the table with Nana and a few other people, Kate, you know, like six other people. And she's talking about one of my friend's financials, about how my friend owes a lot of money to the sorority. And I was like, hey, we have a new member here. It's not as new. But also, we shouldn't be talking about financials in public. Layla is the financial vice president chair, by the way, just to say that. And she was talking about it out loud, you know, letting everyone know. And I was like, girl, like, because, like, A, don't talk about money. Don't ever talk about how much people owe or anything like that. B, even, like, I would say that despite if they're my friend or not. B, I would not talk about, um, you know, but also my friend, you know. It's a person I really cared about a lot, care about a lot. I still talk. It's a person really, I really care about a lot. I was like, no, you can't talk about that. You can't. And then she switched the conversation to Chris. And then um, when she switched the conversation to Chris, it was like, hey, wait, wasn't Chris into Portia? And I was like, yep, but they got together behind my back. <laughs> I literally said that out loud, by the way. And then Layla kind of got pissed and left. Uh, uh, and the, no, no, Layla got pissed, and then I said, don't switch the conversation. I said, you're switching the conversation to Chris after talking about, you know, the money thing. Yeah. So then we didn't talk for two weeks, and I, I was actually glad. I didn't want to talk to her. And funny enough, um, my manifestation did come true, and I did get my job during that time, finally, that I've been fighting so hard for. My manifestation coach, well, no, my fortune teller told me that it would happen once I disconnect from people, and that's exactly how I knew that the universe was trying to tell me something, and I have to listen. I have to stand up, and I gotta say what I gotta say. Then we refriended because I needed to find Nana's apartment keys, and I just was asking around, and you know what, like, Nana's more important to me than having beef with Layla. And then later on, I guess the final straw was me having my anxiety attack and her not checking in on me, her choosing to make fun of me. I remembered when I saw her friend Chong and I said, hey, aren't you famous Chong? You know, at invite, because I thought Layla and I were so cool, but you know, they just looked at me and laughed. And also Layla like was next to Greta when you know Greta was recording and laughing at me dancing with Nana, which is like, wow, you're really pathetic. But okay, you do you. So yeah, I just distanced myself. I blocked her on all platforms. She even talked to my friend Blake. Blake's like, oh, do you guys talk? She's like, no, we don't talk anymore because I blocked her. But yeah, that's the best friend breakup. Again, I am no saint. She is no saint, but what I've learned is that it sucks. But I'm happy now. I have better people, because then it's like, you know, sometimes you gotta let go of that one person that's stopping you from greatness. <sighs> All right, thanks guys, bye.